This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Man, Ohio State is their f- They really suck. And I can't wait till we get in this Big Ten or Big whatever they're going to call it next and we can go around there and start beating up on our other little brothers. People don't realize that our record versus the Big Ten is still, I think, at least 70%. So we don't have a losing record versus any team in the Big Ten. I can't wait to go knock around our little brothers some more. Yo, 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 what's cracking? Welcome to the Jim Rome Podcast, episode 277, where this week my guest is a former All-American running back and a Trojan legend, a Southern California great, a member of arguably the greatest backfield in the history of college football. Of course, you know who I'm talking about. My guest is my dude, Lendale White. Lendale goes all the way back with the jungle, and he was part of some of the scariest, most talented USC football teams ever. He went on to play five years in the NFL, most notably with the Titans, and now he is co-hosting the Smash and Dash podcast with another former Titan running back and teammate, Mr. CJ2K himself, Chris Johnson. It has been way too long since I've caught up with Lendale, and as you're about to hear, it's like no time has passed whatsoever. This is a great conversation, and I can't wait for you to hear it, so let's get right to it. It is episode 277 with my man Lendale White, and it's coming at you right now. So, my man, it has been a minute. In fact, it's been more than a minute. Lendale, how you living? How you doing? How you feeling? Bring me up today. What's going on? Man, I'm doing pretty You know, I'm happy where I'm at right now. I've been, you know, uh, doing, uh, like, public speaking. I, I did a few colleges out in uh, Detroit um, and uh, Grand Rapids and uh, out in, uh, I forget the other school right now, off the top of my head. But, you know, just giving me a way out to have fun, man. So, You've got quite a story. A sports betting podcast as well with Steady Picks, man. Yeah, then you got that too. That's that's a whole different space too that we could talk about and get into. You know, you and I always had so much fun chopping it up back in the day. I got to say, speaking of the pod, what's it like for you to be on the other side now, hosting a pod with your dude and former teammate Chris Johnson? What's that been like for you? For me, man, it's been a great outlet. Honestly, when you have some knowledge that you can give back to you know, whoever's going to be listening on the podcast, it makes you feel good. Um, we have a lot of young listeners, um, but we also, you know, have a lot of our peers that that listen to us as well. So they give us a lot of feedback. But one thing, you know, that that's fun about it is that we can give our knowledge. And, um, you know, the fact that we've been through it before is even better because there's a lot of people out there that likes to give opinions on stuff sometimes that have never been through certain situations. So 
it feels good to be able to give some knowledge on some stuff that we know we've been through. You know, you mentioned you had some young listeners. I'm glad you brought that up. I know you're hyped on this Trojan team right now, but I want to talk about these young listeners because when you and I used to talk when you were at USC, you know, again, we had some legendary conversations, and you famously told me, for instance, Ohio State sucks, and you said it more than once. <laughs> and we had so much fun. I'm talking about, though, for our young listeners who were not around to see those legendary teams that you were a part of, 03, 04, 05, how would you describe Describe the vibe surrounding Trojan football, and what was it like for you to be right in the middle of it back then? Well, I mean, I, I joke with a lot of these young kids now. Um, even with my um, with CJ's nep- uh, twins, they're like my nephews. I tell them like, you know, like we were Alabama or the LSU's or those teams that they you know say now. I remember being in Hollywood, you know, hanging with Snoop Dogg, being able to go to any club you really wanted to, and just being able to just hang fun like. Um, you know, when you win, there's a lot of stuff that comes with it. And usually there's a lot of fun that comes with that, man. So you get to meet all kind of different, you know, athletes. I remember, you know, meeting Carmelo, you Spike Lee. There was, you know, Will, Will Ferrell. There was so many people that, that was on the sideline during those times that it was just unreal. So the vibe was like real Hollywoodish, But, you know, we were so grounded and still wanting to win. It was just it was just fun, man. I, I think about those times all the time and I wish I could go back. But, you know, you know, as you get older, you just, you know, try to live and replay those things in your head, man. It's not like those times at all. Lendo, it's so funny what you just said. Like, you think about those times and you want to go back. I was talking to one of my guys the other day. Like, we took our younger son and we dropped him off at college this past weekend. He's going to be a Colorado buff. And we were thinking, this guy said to me, it was so funny, dude, kind of like what you just said, that when we were in college, we were dreaming of doing what we're doing right now. And now that I'm doing what I'm doing right now, I'm dreaming of being back in college. Yes. Jim, you hit it on the head, man. I try to tell these kids, if I can give you any type of knowledge, enjoy the moment, man, and live in it. Because I promise you, like, everybody's so anxious to get on with the next stage or so anxious to be in the next stage of their life. They're not realizing that that high school and college is some of the best times of your life. And you will be wanting and wishing that you can relive those. I mean, and, and then never get it back. So, when, when I tell these kids, it's like, man, live in this moment, suck up this stuff, because I promise you, you're going to be a fart like me one day, wishing that you can play and get back in the game. And it's nothing that you can do. And you're going to want to get back in that locker room, have that camaraderie with your friends and just, you know, live in that moment. But you'll never be able to feel like this again, man. So live it up. It's so true, man. You've got to be in the moment. You've got to, I mean, it's so cliche to be where your feet are and to be present, but man, it's never been more important. You know, you go back, Lando, like you and Reggie Bush were killers. I mean, just killers in the ground game. The one-two punch known as thunder and lightning. The two of you, for instance, combined for over 3,700 rushing yards and 44 touchdowns in a single season in 05. I'm talking stupid, stupid numbers. Where do you think you rank among the best duos in college football history, the two of you? Jim, come on now. That's some bullshit. You know we number one. I don't I don't give a damn about no Todd Gurley and you know whoever he had. I don't care about the Nick Chubbs and those guys. Like I don't care about, you know, Ronnie and Cadillac. I know what me and Reggie did and the success we had. A lot of people say like there was different or better, you know, tandems than us, but those tandems didn't win the way we did. They didn't run off 30 plus games straight. You know, they didn't have two out of three Heisman Trophy winners in two, three years of uh, three out of or, yeah, three out of four and four. They didn't they weren't on streaks like that. So when people say stuff like that, they got to go back and check them stats. I'm putting me and Reggie number one over anybody. And I mean that. 
I'm going to echo that set, that sentiment right there. That is some bullshit right there. That's some bullshit <laughs> for me to even ask the question. I retract that question. Man, that is some bullshit right there. Ohio State still sucks. No, just kidding. Man, Ohio but, State is – they're fucking – they really suck. And I can't wait till we get in this Big Ten or Big whatever they're going to call it next, and we can go around there and start beating up on our other little brothers. Because for some people, people real don't realize that our record versus the Big Ten is still, I think, at least 70%. So that's really a winning record. We we don't have a losing record versus any team in the Big Ten. I can't wait to go knock around our little brother some more. Oh, man. You are the best. Dude, you are getting better. You are getting better with age. <laughs> wait, but by the way, though, dude, how weird is that, though, man? Like, I mean, it's such a great thing when you just said, like, good, man, bring it on. Now we can be in their conference and we can bitch slap them routinely. Like, uh, how good do you feel about this USC team this year? Um, I Honestly, Jim, I, and, and I, I'm not bullcrapping when I tell you this. I really believe. The way Caleb Williams is built and how how confident he is and the way he um, prepares that team and the way he builds confidence in, in those kids on the field, I honestly believe that we can go undefeated. Maybe we lose one game, you never know, but with confidence and the way they're running, I definitely see those kids in that college football playoff this year, and I mean that with all my heart. Do you feel like he's got another Heisman Trophy in him? I feel like he has all that in him. True story. When I first met him last summer at an event, it was like a, um, a salute to Troy is what we call it at USC. Um, bring all the Trojans, all the donors together, you know, just have a good time. Um, I was talking to him and the first thing he did was whip out his phone and was like, bro, look. And, I, you know, I was like, what's your goals? And he looked, he literally showed me the front of his phone and it was to win two Heisman Trophy winners or to win two Heisman Trophies to get a national championship and then obviously to get drafted, you know. Um, and go to NFL. And when I'm looking at the, the you know, his things, for him to say not one but two, you know, I'm like, that's crazy. So last year I did a program. I told people he'll win the Heisman. Nobody believed me. So I'm saying it again. I would be, if it God forbid, you know, there you, there's ways that play out. But if he stays healthy, I definitely see Caleb up there for the Heisman again. Dude, Linda, I think I, he might take away another one. Clones, what do we want when we're craving protein or we need more energy? Not bars, not sugary snacks, not energy drinks. No, we want beef, pure and simple. So where's the beef? It's in a package of Old Trapper beef jerky. Old Trapper is not your father's jerky, shriveled, dry, and tasteless. Old Trapper beef jerky is made from lean strips of steak and quality spices that are smoked over a real wood fire. So it's tender and it's tasty. It's not tough. And why is it so good? Because Old Trapper is a 50-year-old family business known for their relentless commitment to quality. They take smoked beef extremely seriously, and you can taste it in every single bite. Old Trapper is packed with protein, and it comes in four amazing flavors that satisfy all your cravings. Quality smoked meat at its finest that goes with you wherever you go, to the game, to the gym, to the beach. Look for Old Trapper in the Clearview bag. That way you can see the quality you're buying. Look for it in major retail stores near you. If you don't see it, ask for it by name because no other jerky compares. Old Trapper, what's your beef? Yeah, right. I see. I, I don't disagree with you. I love that he broke out his phone and he had he had it written down. Like, he's intentional. Like, he has his goals. He's got his thing and his process and he wants to go about it. So, you know, you had such a good NFL career. You had a great college career and a really nice NFL career. But I want to ask you, because I talked to a lot of athletes about this, especially in the NFL, Lendale, when 
the NFL is not for long. And then when it ends, all of a sudden, your life is so dramatically different. And then you don't have that work. You don't have that structure. You don't have that identity. The money's not the same. Folks are no longer coming around and treating you like you're the man. The doors are no longer swinging wide open. Like, what was that transition like for you? And did you struggle with that? Well, yeah. Yes, Jim. You hit every one of those things, like, right on the money, man. When you when you retire, uh, the light gets really dim for a second, man, because, you you know, you're so used to running out on that field on Sundays used to, and Saturdays, whatever it is, getting that joy from the crowd, being around the team, you know, having the financial structure, being able to pay for whatever you want. And then, you know, one day a lot of that stuff is just taken, you know, from right up under you. You know, um, when you say not for long, a lot of these NFL players, Literally, you know, we go financially bankrupt or, you know, we have a lot of financial struggles right after, you know, the, the NFL. And, it, and it's rough for us. We, we find depression. You know, um, some people, you know, go, you know, feel like taking their lives sometimes. I, I encourage anybody going through anything like that to seek help. You know, I, I've been there and I've I've struggled, you know, so I know what it's like. But that's why me and my, my partners created stuff like Apex or Balling on a Budget. Because we're trying to help these kids and, and, you know, some of these younger athletes understand that an end is near. And that doesn't mean if the end, the end can, doesn't have to be it's over, you know. Um, Tom Brady played for 20 years or 20 plus years, but still he had to retire and find something else. So we want to get these kids into the motion of, you know, having another plan A set aside so where they can figure out something else when this football light goes off. And, you know, you think it might be them, but you already have something going on on the back end to where you can walk right into some motion, man, to where you don't feel like, you know, your life is just over at the moment. Yeah, I mean, you got your entire life ahead of you. I mean, a couple of lifetimes ahead of you, but you mentioned that you can become depressed and even have thoughts about taking your own life. For instance, in your case, how dark did it get? Did you ever actually have suicidal thoughts? Yes. I mean, realistically, I definitely had those, man. It's when you I rupture my Achilles and it's the one day you're you're on the team, you're playing with everybody. Like you said, you have everything at your disposal. And then one day you're just cut and your phone never rings again. So it's just like the mental effect that it takes on you because the emotions you go through, you you feel like, are you the best? Um, do they hate you? Like, what did you do wrong? You know, you and then like you have the. The, sometimes you have the guilt and then you don't realize that, you know, some of the times that you were the problem, you know, and it takes a lot of standing up and looking yourself in the mirror to realize that, man, you know, like sometimes I did something wrong or I didn't do things that I needed to do um, to, to maintain the, the, the longevity that I needed to. Um, and also sometimes things just don't work out the way you want them to, man. Things don't happen the way you want them to. They happen the way they're supposed to. And I think that once people figure that out, you know, it's a it's a lot easier to transition to whatever it is going to be next. It seems to me like you've done a lot of the hard work, man. You've done a lot of introspective hard work. You've thought about this. Some people never get to this spot. I mean, that's a lot of shit that's rattling around in your head right there. What you just said, there is so much to unpack there. Like, before you got to that point, we could talk about how you got to that point, but... For instance, when you were feeling that stress and you didn't know where to turn yeah. and didn't really understand it, like how did you cope with that stress? What happened? Well, coping with that stress meant to like hell, like a lot of drinking, a lot of drinking, um, maybe some opiate, um, popping some pain pills here and there, um, you know, like ambient to sleep, just overdoing certain things, man, where it's like sometimes you know damn well this ain't the best for your health. 
but you don't think about that at that moment. You're like, oh, well, maybe it's better if I'm not here or maybe it's better if I just go this route. You know what I mean? And again, I'm telling you, if you feel that way, it's okay to seek help, man, because, um, you know, when I tell you about Chris Johnson, that's the person that kind of helped me get out of that, that, that where I was at because, you know, I was feeling depressed. I was feeling some type of way and he would call me damn near every day and be like, yo, you need to come out to Nashville, come out here and, you know, just come check us out, come out. And for so long, I would try to deny that and because I was trying to be hiding from football person or hide from who I was until one day, you know, he just said, I booked a ticket, man. You better not leave me hanging. And I went out there and God knows that I needed that, man, because, you know, he showed me that, I, I mean, regardless of, the, you know, the NFL career, what the hell happened there, right? I was still Lindell White and I still made, you know, I still made, you know, some type of impact on people around the world. And people need to hear this, man. So. I'm thankful for that that relationship because, you know, he helped me out of a real dark hole. My man, my man, I got two thoughts on that I want to respond with. Number one, real as fuck. Respect. So much respect for you. And then number two, it's okay not to be okay, right? Is that not the message? Yes. It's okay not That's to be message. okay. That's the message. There's help available, but only if you ask for it, right? Can you elaborate on yes. that? It's okay not to be okay. Man, Right. And, and, and what you what I mean by that, like you said, man, like it's OK to ask for help. A lot of us grow up, you know, being being who we are. You ask, you know, raise your hand in front of the teacher or you do certain things. People laugh at you because they're like, look at this guy or they think things are funny, man. But like, you know, there's nothing, you know, funny about your health. There's nothing funny about like, you know, wanting to see your daughters, or your sons grow or seeing your mom, you know, around. So I encourage people like, listen, you know, listen to your heart, man. You understand. You, I understand you might be hurting and I get that there is pain there. But the only way to let it go is if, you know, you talk to somebody and you figure out the next steps, man. You got to look the person in the mirror, you know, recognize that there's something there. But like now we got to figure out what's the next steps and how can I become better? Like, how, I, you know, I don't want this forever. So I want to be a better person. But you, you got to be real with yourself first, honestly. So how did you do that? Like, for instance, it was great. You had Chris Johnson. He said, and you needed a dude. And maybe he didn't know how bad it was, but you got around him and he pumped you back up and he reminded you, man, you still are you. You still have a purpose. But again, like you were drinking, you were on opioids. Like, how did you get leverage? How did you get leveled up and squared away? What did you do? Because I know there are people listening right now that are struggling that don't know how to get right. Well, I just found a routine. Um, trying to figure out like what, what made me happy again, whether it would be, you know, walking outside for an hour, just, you know, hearing the birds chirping and praying to God. Right. Or I don't know, going to church and, you know, talking to God that way. Um, I don't know, talking to my mom, talking to my brother, there was just things that when I seen like the life around me, seeing my, my, my sister have kids and it's just like, man, like, and, and knowing who I wanted to be in my whole life, I just, Somehow, some way, I kind of snapped out of it, just realizing that I didn't want to just be a statistic, you know, like I didn't want to just run myself off into and, you know, do something that I know that people probably would be like looking at me crazy for just me probably regretting once that thing happened. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. it took a lot of again, it took a lot of looking in the mirror and being like, man, you're better than this. I know you're better than this. Like what we got to do to find this, like, how, how can we find it? You know, but it, it took forever, but I knew that Lindell, you know, the real Lindell was in there somewhere. And one day, like I seen the, the, the twinkle in my eye and it was like, dog, I know you're better than this. And I came out of it. 
And again, you it was the Chris Johnson's, it was my mother, it was my uncle, it was my brother being there. It was just knowing that I had a support system and realizing that that support was there. All I had to do was ask. Discover credit cards do something pretty awesome. At the end of your first year, they automatically double all the cash back you've earned. That's right. Everything you have earned doubled. All the cash back from eating at your favorite restaurant doubled. All the cash back from that trip where you sort of learned to snowboard also doubled. And the best part, you don't have to do anything ridiculous to get it. Discover does it automatically. Seriously, though. See terms and check it out for yourself at discover.com slash match. Man, it's the truth. Like, I look at you right now, and I see you and some of the work you're doing, and I see you on video. I see that twinkle, man. I see that, like, that, that energy. I'm hearing it right now. But what's amazing is you did all that hard work, and I know it's still hard, right? There's still hard days. Let's not get this twisted. There's still hard days, and everybody struggles. But the crazy, crazy thing is, like, four years ago or so, you suffered a heart attack when you were 34. Like, you had done all that hard work, and then that happened. Dude, that sounds terrifying. Was that as scary as that sounds? Yeah, yeah, Jim. It was, It was. Uh, it was like, terrifying, man. When you have a heart attack at that age, and you're just, you know, when you realize, like, how young you really are and just realizing, you know, what you've come from and how, how far you – had to get out your head to get to this point. And it's like, dang, is this, is this how it's going to end? You know, but, you know, God had a, a different calling for me, man. Like I had a, a LAD clogged. I had a widow maker is what they call it. But for some reason, um, God told me to go to the, you know, um, hospital. And I, for somehow, some reason, I, you know, I came up out of that. And um, it's for a reason I'm here, man. And I'm thankful that I'm here. So that's why, like, I don't really, I don't like to, you know, I don't know if it's sympathy that I'm not looking for or whatever it may be, but it's like, no, like I want people to realize that you do go through things a lot in life, man. It's like, how are you going to bounce back? You know, and that's defines our character. And I just wanted people to know that you are going to have ups and downs. It doesn't matter how good your life may be in the beginning or how bad it looks at the end. Like as long as you hold on and keep fighting for something or realize you have to fight for something, there's always something to look forward to, man. And that's how I look at it. Like, I don't I don't feel like this is my time yet. I have a lot more to give and a lot more to go. And God clearly believes that with me. So, you know, I'm just here, you know, for my calling now, man. And I'm thankful that I'm still around. Now, dude, you're a fighter. You've always been a fighter. You're a fighter and you've got a story to share and you've got experiences to share. And I know you're sharing them with people and they're better for it. I got to ask. So there's no way you go through something like that. Like you got another shot at life. What did that do to your mindset and your perspective? Well, really, it just now I live like Jim. I used to, again, when you're in depressed mode or some things like that, you think about like the gloomy day. Now it's like, like you never know when it can be lights out for real. So now I live like every day is the last. I try to do everything that I really want to do. I don't have no regrets about things. And I really just try to be like an honest, like loving, kind person, man. So I hopefully, you know, you can rub that off on somebody and they can bring and take that to somebody else, man. But honestly, Man, I live my days, you know, for me, and I don't really, you know, I'm not mad if somebody's mad at what I got going on. I'm just going to do what makes me happy, and that's how I live now, Jim, honestly. That's the truth, right? Like, we can't control that shit anyway. We can't control what other <laughs> yeah, people think. You. We can't control, right? So, and what, what good yeah. is it? We got to see the light. We got to see the light. I got to ask you this, dude. Like, how, how hard do you hit that weight room now? 
Well, man, I, I still ain't no fucking weight room warrior. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> but I hit I, I definitely get five miles in. Um, you know, I, I try to, you know, run walk five miles a day. Yeah, at least, you know, twelve, ten to twelve, thirteen thousand steps. I'm definitely making sure that, you know, nothing like that ever happens again and I'll stand on track. Uh I have to, man. And and you know, health is wealth. Uh obviously when you're a football player, you do all that shit, you do it forever, man. But you don't realize that it's it's something that's gonna be with you forever and you have to still, you know, do something to keep your body fresh and healthy. My brother, you just nailed that. Health is wealth. Listen, before you go, we could talk. I, I know you and CJ have talked about this. Man, everybody's talked about the running back position and financially how it sucks right now, and it does. We know this. Instead of doing that, let me ask you this. When you look at it, who do you think right now is the best running back in the league heading into this season? Like the guy that you would pay money. Even you yourself would pay money to watch play. <laughs> Oh well, I mean, I'm a I'm a Titan guy, so I, I love King Henry for sure. That's that's without a doubt. I can't. I'm gonna give him the guy. But I, if if there's a few guys out there, I'm gonna pay to see money as far as running backs are concerned. You got Josh Jacobs. Uh, you have Saquon Blark Barkley. We got Nicholas Chubb. You know, those are guys that I really believe are difference makers, and they make a difference on the field and for their quarterbacks and their team. So. Uh, I would definitely pay those guys and get those guys their contracts when they needed them. It's just, it only makes sense, man. Um, it, it's crazy when you look at those numbers and, and realize that the running back is the only position that has decreased in value and, and lost money on a contract or even a one-year guaranteed deal or the, you know, the uh, I forget, the league, the when they give the guy the um, the franchise tag, we're the only guys that have went decreased value. So, it's ridiculous, man. They got to figure out somehow, some way, man. But I'll definitely ride with the running backs. And, um, there's a few more I can name out there. Aaron Jones, he's a stud. You got Kenneth Walker down there in Seattle. There's some guys that's, you know, just the playmakers. Christian McCaffrey, the hometown kid from Colorado. So there's guys. I just, I'm anxious to see for sure. You know what? I, I love every single one of those guys that you mentioned. And like, I'm not the one scratching the checks, but I think they're all difference makers, all in different ways. Let me ask you about one more guy. What about Dalvin Cook? Do you feel like he's a difference maker? And when you see the Jets, like the Jets are good, but are you buying the hype? Are they championship good? Oh, yeah. I'm definitely buying that hype. Uh, I've seen it too many times. When you get a championship quarterback, Aaron Rodgers, we all know what his pedigree is couple years removed from back-to-back MVP, so we know he still has the talent. Um, you put guys like Garrett Wilson around him. You got Dalvin Cook now. Uh, you got um, just playmakers in general, man, that now when you look at it, they definitely have, you know, the defensive side plays solid football. I'm buying it, and I think that Dalvin Cook hasn't lost a step at all. With a guy like Aaron Rodgers, you just see how more uh, explosive of a back he really can be, man. I- I'm excited to see it. Lendell, before you go, you mentioned your gambling pod. I, I like to dabble in this thing. I, it's kind of a weird thing, right? Like, for my entire <laughs> life, I never got down like that because I'm like, man, I love the game. I don't need any action to watch a game. And then when yeah. I started to gamble, I'm like, holy shit, this is fun, man. And I'm watching yes, the game sir. in a totally different way. I'm curious, as somebody who played the game at the highest level, and even for you, how hard is it to go against the spread and make money? And how do you go about it? Well, um, for, with um, my um, expertise, shall I say, a lack of rather, um, I just, I honestly, on my show, I go about it. Sometimes I go with my heart. And, you know, when you play football and you've been in the stuff, then you, sometimes you can just smell an upset or you can smell something coming. Um, you can tell, like, when they 
when you see the teams on 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 the NFL Network and you just like see how the the how they're reacting or what they got going on in practice, you can just see some things sometimes. So I try to use like that and you know like when I used to be in the locker room and just try to understand stuff. And that's how I usually try to put my bets. But I usually go against the spread and stuff like that a lot, man. Because you know, if you're scared money, don't make no money, man. You got to just you know sometimes just throw it out there and usually good things happen. Scared money don't make money. That's the absolute truth. If I see everybody going one way, I will absolutely go the other way. Leave me with this thought. Like, what about players that are gambling? Do you think the league's not doing a good enough job of educating them on what the rules are? Or maybe dudes just not using their heads and thinking, man, you just can't do it. You can't do it. Yeah, you can't. I, what do you come out? Listen, they're out of control, Joe. I'm putting this on the players, man. We all know that you can't bet on the game. Your brother can bet. Your aunties can bet. Everybody else can bet. You just know you can't bet. And it's okay if your cousin bets on you and wishes that you can, you know, win or whatever. But you know for certain that you cannot bet or be around that, you know, or give it inside information or whatever it may be. You know you can't do any of that. So I suggest that if you're out there and a player, man, just stay away from it. Let your cousins, let your aunt, let, like, let everybody else do that stuff. And, yeah, high-five them when they win. But, man – I feel like the players know exactly what the hell they're doing. Just stay away from it, man. It's unfortunate. Until you're able to bet on yourself and bet on your team to win, just stay away from it. Preach, dude. Thank you so much for saying that. I mean, that is absolutely the truth. I mean, I'll tell you what. Since I've done this for a minute or so, one of my favorite things about this is that, like, you and I could go a few moments or more than a few moments without talking and then just kind of connect like this and have this kind of conversation. Dude, I am so happy right now. Like, I've got a big smile on my face. I am so glad to get caught up with you, connect with you, how hear how well you're doing. That was an absolute blast, Lendell. Man, I appreciate you so much. Jim, man, you, you've always shown me love, man, since the beginning. So I'm just... I'm, I'm a, it's an honor to be always, you know, have this connection with you. you know, I appreciate you always bringing me on the show, man. I have nothing but love for you, for you, bro. If you ever need me on there again, you know I got you, man. Dude, nothing but love and respect, dude. You are the absolute best. I appreciate you, man. Thank you so much. Yes, sir. Talk to you soon, Jim. Thank you, man. Man, that was awesome. What an absolute blast that was. I absolutely love how good of a place he is in right now and how open, how honest, how real, how raw, and how authentic Lendale was about some of his struggles and some of his darker moments and the fact that he is working right now to share those thoughts with other younger people. I mean, what an amazing turnaround and comeback story he is. In fact, I don't just appreciate it, I respect and admire the hell out of it, and I respect and admire the hell out of my guy. Thank you to Lendale White for a truly, truly memorable conversation. And that right there is what this pod is all about. This is why I do this. This is why I have the side hustle. It's premium. It's free. It's unfiltered gold, and I'm striving to pump this out every single week. There have already been over 270 eps, and they all hold up, so feel free to give any of them a spin. Find out for yourself. And if you don't mind, can you take a second and can you subscribe? That way you will be the first one to know every single time a new app drops. It will find you. You don't have to go looking for it. So thank you very much for that ahead of time. And in the meantime, I will find you next week right here for episode 278. See you then. We're out.